God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child, let me tell you something. It is that time of the week. First of all, I see you all in the chat room. Raquel Rogers just says that she's five months into her vegan journey. What's up, girl? Do your thing. Listen, it is that time of the week when we get together and we do all of the things. It is time for the Woman Evolve podcast. Can I ask, where are you tuning in from? If this is your first time listening, we welcome you. We don't know where you've been, but it's all right. We don't hold grudges. I see Virginia Beach is in the building. I see Indianapolis is in the building. New Jersey, Connecticut. Hello from the Shy, Savannah, Milwaukee, Denver. What's up? Okay. Robin Copeland says, I have family. Oh, she's talking. Come on now. Helma says, Chicago. Janice says, Dallas. Zambia. Because we're international. Just in case you forgot, the Woman Evolve podcast, Botswana International, Biloxi, Mississippi. Come on, South. Someone says, no sound, love. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Amazing. Somebody said, where's the audio? Great question. We can hear now. We can hear now. Now we can hear. Let me tell y'all something. Whatever. Because sometimes what you need to do is you just need to get to a point where you're not even mad anymore. You just say, whatever. But let me tell you how powerful it is. See, as long as you're getting mad, the situation still has power over you. But when you tap into whatever, whatever is just like, whatever. You can't hear, now you can't hear, and whatever. Why am I going to be mad about something that's already been fixed? Whatever. How about that? Uh, Announcement says, there we go. We can hear you now. Jaren says, we can hear you now. Okay. All right. Whatever. What are you saying whatever to in your life? You're listening to this podcast. You're watching live on Facebook or YouTube. What are you saying whatever to in your life? What have you decided to say? You know what? Whatever. Whatever. Let me tell you what I've said whatever to. I have said whatever to just about everything except for minding my business. I need to work out every day. We all do. It's good for your heart. It's healthy. Your muscles get strong. Your heart is healthy. All of those things. But you know what I have in my spirit right now? I have a whatever in my spirit right now. I have been cooking. I've been trying all types of exotic things for dinner because whatever. I have decided to to simplify my life down to only what gives me joy and not what gives me pressure. You know why? Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that the pressure is coming uninvited. Pressure is uninvited. I don't ask for stress to come into my life. It just waltzes his little butt right into my life and decides to stress me out. And when I am on my A game, I'm ready for it. I'm there. But you know what? The last couple of weeks, I've told you all I needed a vacation. Corona's on my last nerves. Life is on trying to be on my last nerves, but I'm grateful, grateful to have a life. I know that everybody's not able, but what I am saying is whatever. 
What are you saying whatever to? Mumba says these exams, whatever. I'm going to study. I'm going to do my best, but I'm not going to let it stress me out. Whatever. Lexi says, come on. It's too hot to run outside. Whatever. Whatever. I get. I want to bless somebody right now. Get a whatever in your spirit. S. Perry says, I'm saying whatever to these folks that are saying they're not voting, but be the first looking for stimulus checks and EICs, earned income credits. But let me mind my business. When I say whatever, what Melissa's saying whatever to these difficult co-workers because sometimes you be like, you know what? I'm about to send that email like as per my last email or just in case you missed my last response. And then you know what you decide? Whatever. Kids, whatever. Edwina says whatever to this homeschooling. Whatever. That's all I got for you today. What I have for you is whatever. Miss Candy, Miss Candy Love says whatever to homeschooling these kids. Kristen says whatever to these parent emails. First of all, y'all know I homeschooled Mackenzie last year, so I, I am not dealing with the school system this year. Okay. My sister sat in line for three hours. She was still sitting in line when I went live for this podcast to pick up equipment for her kids to be virtual. And you know what? Whatever is what we're saying. Okay. Barbie says whatever to fighting for things out of your control. Natasha says whatever to America's next recession. Kendra says this job and people there, but I'm grateful. Let us not be confused. Whatever is not a sign of a lack of gratitude. It is accepting whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. It's just whatever. Shelby says whatever to that raggedy enemy. When I say whatever to the devil, like it's whatever and whatever at the same time. What that means is that it's whatever it means like you can get it if you run up. I'm telling you right now, you don't want this problem. But also whatever, because you just sitting over there and you ain't really done nothing but got on my nerves. I'm not whatever is for things trying to get on your nerves, but ain't really made a move. It's like the person who sits up talking about what they go whoop de whoop de woo. And if you say this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But then they've been talking and it's 15 minutes later and they ain't busted the move. So it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you was gonna do something you would have done it by now so whatever we have had technical issues every week when starting this podcast because guess what we're doing it from home and me nor Shanice we don't have engineering degrees and so yeah the sound didn't work but guess what whatever I'm here now what are you saying whatever to Risha says whatever to whatever these men do I'm good without whatever you know what sometimes you need a whatever in your spirit when it's dating you know what you need to be like you know what Whatever. I don't have time for this. Goodbye. Deuces. Natalie says, whatever to any type of relationship with the ashy men in Asheville. If you are in Asheville, North Carolina, on behalf of the Asheville chapter of the Woman Evolved Delegation, whatever. Amen. Get that down in your spirit. Okay. Tiana says, Sarah, you're on a roll. When I say that's what I have for you today, and Grace said, figuring out what to cook for dinner every day, whatever. Let me tell you something about cooking dinner every day. That's why I've, last night I had Indian. I made Indian food last night because you know what? I didn't run all out of spaghetti. We didn't had all the hot dogs one can take. We've had tacos. Oh, let me tell you something. Sidebar. I made some short rib tacos. They was blessed and highly favored. But do you see what my life has come to? I couldn't bring myself to grind up that turkey and throw the taco seasoning into it. I'm like, what can I do to spice this up? I will not say whatever to them short rib tacos. They were blessed. I'm going to post a picture of what I've been cooking lately on the Instagram. And maybe it'll help inspire you. in your. But, but what I am going to say is whatever. Because every night, here I am on my phone, searching through apps, looking at stuff to figure out what I can make that don't taste like what I already made. And can I be honest 
we're not vegan in this house. I, Raquel, I think it was Raquel. Congratulations on being vegan. We're not vegan in this house. Can I tell you, the saints cannot get sick of eating chicken at my house because it's so versatile. We can fry it. We can bake it. We can grill it. I can throw some sauce on it. I can throw some salad dressing on it. And it's a whole different type of bird. Don't let the fact that we're having chicken again tonight make you feel like I didn't spice things up because I used a different sauce. This barbecue sauce is not the Italian dressing from last time. You see what I'm saying? Whatever to your taste buds. Tasha says, whatever you do, please believe I can do it better. Mm. Say more you what you saying about what you said right there. Shannon says, we need recipes. I'm going to post the recipes. I made short rib tacos. And what else did I make? Oh, um... I made Indian. I made Indian food last night. I made like a butter chicken, and which and I made naan. Your girl out here made naan. You all know naan. Do y'all remember when Trina and Trick Daddy had a run? <laughs> Can I take y'all back for a second? Eve is here. Welcome. We welcome you, Eve. Eve. Do y'all remember when Trina and Trick Daddy? You don't know no. But anyways, I made naan, which is like the little Indian bread that you make into the dough, and then you put. I made mine in a skillet because I didn't want to put it on the grill. And let me tell you how it blessed. Um, I just says, let me find out you're over there chefing it up because I enjoy cooking, and and I'm tired of looking up different ways to make salmon and vegetables. I know I need to be eating protein and veggies, but whatever. I want to have fun. I want to go in the kitchen and have fun and make things that feel exotic and special and different. And so, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, Sarah says, have you been making desserts to the people want to know? I, my son made a red velvet cake. You know, I keep a dessert. Let me tell you, I made a key lime pie for Shanice. That's her jam. Uh, I make cookies. Y'all know I, I have a chocolate chip cookie. This don't have nothing to do with the podcast, but what it, <laughs> but whatever. Um, chocolate chip cookies, a pound cake. There's a chocolate chip pound cake that Holly Furtick gave me a recipe for that is nothing but blessed. Um, banana bread. I found a Starbucks copycat banana bread. Nothing but blessed. Um, there's some ice cream by Jenny's. It's called um, almond butter brittle brittle butter almond brittle almond butter brittle almond brittle butter. I don't know what it's called, but whatever. <laughs> Check it out. It's blessed. Amen. Okay. Um, somebody said, have you tried King Mushrooms barbecue ribs? I have not. But let me tell you how I slow cook ribs in the oven for about two hours. Just put them on and forget them and they fall off the bone. Y'all don't even, y'all think, okay. Um, so listen, hey y'all, how you doing? Somebody said send me the Starbucks recipe for the banana nut bread. I'm going to put all of this stuff. Yes, Jenny. Somebody know Lexi knows about Jenny's. Jenny's is blessed. Um, Tyra says, hey, I need a vacation, sis. You know you need a vacation when you just like, hey. This is what I need. When you bring a woman down to where she's willing to admit what she needs, let me tell you something. As long as the woman makes you feel like, oh, if you have time for it, that's fine, or it's optional. Whenever a woman talks like that, she's fine. When a woman starts saying no and I need, let me tell you something, you better get her some rest or it's going to be hell to pay. We're going to get some things done, but you're going to need a Band-Aid in the process because how about that? I'm a soldier says, I'm fasting on lemon cake. Does that mean we're staying away from it or are we having it? Diane says try the lemon blueberry parfait ice cream by Jenny's it sounds like something God loves let me tell you what else I've been doing and then I'm gonna start this podcast and stop talking about random things um can I tell y'all 
Um, I'm trying to master rice. Can I be honest? I, I have a boil in the bag, 10 minute rice spirit. But then my sister-in-law made some jasmine rice when we were at my parents' house for my father's birthday. And I said, you know what? I want to master this rice thing. Um, I put some rice in the Instant Pot. Didn't work for me. It, it was terrible. Uh, but I messed around and put it in the actual pot. Because let me tell you, last night with my Indian food, and then for real, I'm going to finish. Last night with my Indian food, um, I was nervous. Because <laughs> um, I was tasting it along the way, and it didn't feel... Let me tell you how nervous I was. I went ahead and postmated some roasted chicken just in case what I was striving for didn't work out. First of all, the rice in the Instant Pot didn't work. I don't know if my measurements were off. I didn't know what happened to it, but it didn't work. So the rice, mushy. Looked like mashed potatoes. When it's too mushy, I try and tell them it's risotto. When it's mushy the way this was mushy, I try to tell them it never happened. So I had a little bit more jasmine rice left. I threw it in the pot real quick, and it actually worked out better in the stove pot than it did in the Instant Pot, but that ain't nothing. Mind your business. But this Indian dish, I was making it. It didn't taste right. At the last part of the recipe, though, you put heavy cream and tomato paste in it, and it turned the corner of blessed. It turned When it turned the corner, it was on its way to hell. It was on its way to hell and it turned the corner and it was Golden Gate Boulevard. Have you ever been driving in an unfamiliar city and you thought to yourself, man, I look like I'm either one turn away from being in a place I should not be or one turn away from being in the suburbs. When I tell you that's where I was, I was at a crossroad. I was at an intersection of wrong or delicious. And let me tell you how God came through. And then I was started praying because I ain't going to lie to you, I've been cooking these last few days. I mean, meal after meal been a hit, right? And I said to myself, this is what God, God is trying to humble you because you came into this kitchen and you thought that you, as a little black girl in America, was going to roll up on an Indian dish and that you was going to beast it the way you've been beasted. So I started I started praying in the kitchen because I'm like, things have gone too far at this point. Like, I need to humble myself. But God allowed me to turn that corner. That's a word for somebody. I don't know what the word is, but I hope you find it. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Rescue Eve. Hello. Rescue Eve is a part of this podcast. Honestly, I get tired of explaining what Rescue Eve is every episode. I try to help those who may be listening for the first time because that feels like the professional thing to do. But given the state of my whateverness today, I'm going to encourage you to just go and listen to the other podcast and figure out what Rescue Eve is. Um, or just keep listening and see if you don't catch along. It's pretty simple. We like to have fun. And that's what I got for you. Um... Noxy says, I don't know what the word is, but I hope you find it. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to just draw people long enough to help them dig into their own word. Danette said, Eve is so alive. Eve is alive and well on today. And I don't know what to do about it, but here we go. Okay, rescue Eve. Um, can I ask y'all a question? How many of y'all still banking at Bank of America? Let me tell you, I stopped banking at Bank of America in 2000. Let me see. I graduated high school. It was 2005. 2006 is when I overdrafted my account. 2007 is about when Bank of America said, you know what, sis, we good on you. And um, so I ain't been back to Bank of America because I didn't know how long that check systems. Be real with me for a minute and let's not act like we always been saving in financial systems. Have y'all ever had check systems gone to open up a bank account and you go into check systems and you sitting there like, whoo, whoo. 
I don't even know what's finna happen because the way that last bank account went when when we just decided to part ways and just let bygones be bygones. And I, I ain't been back to Bank of America since I overdrafted my accounts. Now, for those of you who are wondering what my integrity is, I did end up paying it at, you know, they when they send them little collection letters and then they'd be calling you and stuff. And then when I got that income tax, I was like, let me go on and pay this so they can leave me alone. I've moved into financial responsibility, but I never went back to Bank of America because I just wasn't sure how they felt about me and, and I didn't know how their records work. Like if they put my name in social, if they're going to bring up my history, I just left them alone. But Bank of America said that bank accounts was on zero and they wasn't on zero. And let me tell you, the gals did not like that. Bank of America fixes online glitch after some customers report seeing $0 in accounts. Bank of America says an online glitch that caused some customers to see an inaccurate balance on their account Wednesday has been fixed. But let me tell you something. The saints were not happy about it, okay? Do you all want to try and rescue Bank of America? Let me tell you why I want to try and, and um, why I would like to rescue Bank of America. Or not. <laughs> I thought I wanted to rescue Bank of America. Now I'm having second thoughts. I don't think we should rescue Bank of America because res uh, Bank of America didn't rescue me in 2006 when I overdrafted my accounts. I came into this podcast. Let me tell you how whatever just whatever the whatever spirit just comes upon you. You don't even know when it's coming. This morning when I pulled the stories, I wanted to rescue Bank of America because glitches happen to all of us and we find ourselves in trouble. As I have rested in this whatever spirit, mind you, it's Eve talking, not even Mary. Mary's not even here. Eve says, burn, baby, burn baby because you weren't trying to first of all how y'all gonna charge me an overdraft fee for everything that overdrafted can we just have one overdraft fee like you're gonna charge me for every single item every item dog every bruh half the mcdonald's was ten dollars now i'm paying 45 dollars for some french fries do unto others as you would have them do unto you and y'all did me. And now the internet glitch did y'all. Well, um, let's see what the delegation that says, though. Maybe someone else is feeling differently. Uh, Kitty says they have enough money they can rescue themselves. Amen. Uh, Christina says whatever to sabotage, especially to self. You better steal in the whatever. Okay. Uh, Jordan Kill says $35 in fees for $20. No rescue. Okay. Darla says no nope, banks too greedy. Sarah says exactly. I didn't have it in the first place. How are you going to charge me more? No, I really don't have Now I really don't have it. Okay. Um, American Boy says Pastor really tries stand-up comedy because she is hilarious. Sarah, is, this is what she got today. This is what she got, okay? Um, so we're not rescuing you, Bank of America. I'm sorry, whatever, just, you know, I don't know, maybe after arrest. I'm not even tired. It's not even that I'm tired. I just don't feel like it. Have you ever been there? I really started off wanting to rescue you all this morning, but just the way my day has shifted and transpired, I don't even think that's possible, is there anybody in the delegation who got time for floaties? Maisha says, let them burn. They don't care and don't and don't care. Keisha says, not the internet glitch, did y'all? I'm just saying. Lakeisha Lawrence says, especially since I work for BOA and them fees be hitting folks. Come on, Lakeisha. Come on now. Thank you. Frederica says, is BOA getting charged an overdraft fee for messing up the people's account? Should. Should. 
Okay. Uh, Shani says, no rescue. Who wants, does anyone? Sean K says, sis, you fooling, but whatever. All right. Um, Anointed Airs wants to know how many inches I am rocking on today. I don't know. If I had to guess, she looking about 26 to me. Um, sometimes I, I buy my wigs. And this, she got layers in it. Uh, but anyway, she's about 26. I'm getting my hair braided this weekend because I that whatever spirit. But this is about 26 inches, but it's got layers in it. The wig cap was too small when I got it, but I keep wearing it and it is stretched out. For those of you who've bought a oh, that feels like a word. <laughs> oh, because if you ever buy a wig and the wig is too tight, it starts squeezing you. And you say to yourself, I like this wig. It's cute, but the wig cap is too tight. But once you keep on wearing it, what was too tight becomes comfortable. Some of you, you're in a new season of your life and it feels too tight and you're saying to it, I don't know if I could rock this even though I want to rock it because it feels too tight. I hear God saying, keep pushing, keep wearing it. It's going to give a little. And when it gives, it's going to fit comfortably because now it fits comfortably. Um, how about that? Um... American boy, come on, tight spot. Uh, Anna says, all right. I said I had a word. Somebody said it's going to snatch your, wit, uh, your edges. First of all, I bind you, Satan, in everything that you represent. Let me tell you how God has... I, see, if I was about two more levels down to whatever, I would snatch this wig off and show you what God has done with my edges. First of all, when y'all buy them wigs, don't put the combs in them. That's what got me. I was putting the combs in. Don't use the combs. I have a wig grip. I appreciate you being concerned about my edges, but when you have a wig grip, you lay that on and it grips the wig and you don't have to worry about them edges coming out. And let me tell you something. I'm going to post one of them pictures the saints be posting when they like, just so you know, I don't need this weave because that hair is hidden in between them shoulder blades. And I just want y'all to know he's faithful to deliver because if y'all knew, y'all know what we go through. Um, but yeah, don't use them combs. Get you a wig grip. And I tried to get one of them silicone wig grips, but it made my scalp sweat. So go and keep that velvet wig grip. Anywho, um, so what are we doing? Natasha says, I'm more worried about my forehead being two-toned from the wig. I'm going to let y'all have those wigs. Uh, that's all right. We're going to take care of it. You got to put it on where... Never mind. I'll do a whole YouTube on the wig thing because, um, you know, there are ways. Okay, but anywho. Okay, anywho. Stay focused is what y'all need to do is stay focused on this podcast so we can be finished within like at least an hour because last week's podcast was too long. Okay, so uh, Bank of America, I tried it. My bad. How about this? The Georgia student, have you all seen this photo? There's a Georgia student who posted a photo of what was happening in the schools on one of the first days back. She went back to school and, you know, some of the students were wearing masks. Some of them weren't. There was no way that they could social distance. And do you not know that they suspended her for five days for posting that picture? Hannah Waters, 15, okay? She tweeted Friday that she was no longer suspended from North Paulding High School in Dallas, Georgia. She told the AP that her principal called her mother, apologized, and completely removed her punishment, leaving her surprised and very grateful. What we're not going to do, North Paulding, Georgia, High School, Dallas, however I just said it, what we're not going to do and, le and let this reverberate throughout the nation. We're not suspending people for telling the truth in 2020. 2020 has stripped us down to nothing but truth. And if you start suspending us for telling the truth, what can we do? I 
who am I trying to rescue then? We're going to rescue this Georgia student. Can we rescue this Georgia student who posted this photo and got suspended and vilified for telling the truth? Mariah says, totally rescue that baby. Shanice says, rescue little, rescue little sis. As Perry said, they suspended her for whistleblowing. Okay. American boy says, sis gets the jet and she rides first class. Come on. Allison says, it already came out. A couple students at that school had COVID in the first week. Brett, Hannah. Hannah, first of all, you represent an powerful story. First of all, glory to your name, God. First of all, Hannah is a powerful figure in the Bible, okay? And that same anointing, I'm not playing with you. That same anointing, there's something here happening here. That same anointing just wants to trickle down to your life. It started off whistleblowing. She, Hannah whistleblowed to Jesus about what her situation, hold on, let me get it. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah did some whistleblowing because her situation was trying to make her do something and she wouldn't let that situation. Do. What I'm saying is you got a lineage through your name of whistleblowing and we rescue you here at the Woman Evolved Delegation. OK, because you tapped into the anointing connected to your name. And so there's that on that. Can we rescue her? Is there one? Is there anyone else who's going to rescue uh, Maneja says, send the jet SJR. We will send the jet. Sure, says, our daughter's name is Hannah. I'm feeling like a proud mama and don't even know her rescue, period. Okay. Waikita says, yes, rescue the student. Uh, Sarah says, come on with the Hannah word. It was, I stretched for it, but I got something. Arian says, they shut the school down now because of the case. Of course they did. Taylor says, Sarah, I can't with you. That's all right. Are we going to get through this podcast today? Tanisha says Eva's all over this podcast. She's all over it today. I don't even know. I was really not feeling like this until I got, it's y'all. Somebody brought their Eve and it tapped into my Eve and this is why we're here. Hopefully by the time we switch to Hail Mary, we could let Eve go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anna says, oh, hello. Just logged on. What is the subject? Child, we talking about Hannah tweeting that picture of the school in Georgia. Okay. Tyrese is my first like, hey, you better Ty V. okay we welcome you um okay there's power in a name that's what i was trying to say mcquinta that's what i was trying to say brenda patterson i did see that brenda patterson said hannah called a good trouble on cnn referencing representative john lewis okay uh, rest in power your name lives on okay how about that um okay so Kiara says, I think Eve is here to stay because Eve is, Eve, is, Eve is out here today. So we're going to rescue Hannah because the word says, the word, there was power connected to your name. All right. There was power connected to your name. Uh, let's see. Keisha says, is there a brand recommendation for the velvet wig grip? I got mine on Amazon and I literally just Googled wig grip. I'll try and post that on Instagram too. I got to post my food. I got to post my recipes. I got to post my wig grip. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to rescue Hannah. Um, you know, you know, I'm going to try and rescue Google Maps. Did y'all hear about this story? Google Maps Street View helped a Peruvian man discover his wife's affair. Oh, <gasps> and. M G Google Maps, a faithful member of Mind Your Business Ministries, just trying to do their job. Have y'all ever seen them Google Map cars running through the streets? 
And they got cameras on the top of the cars and they just kind of surveying things because, you know, they technology and living in the last days and they want to see everything. And so they had them cameras on top of the car. But let me tell you, they caught sis on a bench with her boo. They blurred her face out. But her husband said, I know that body anywhere. I know that outfit anywhere. He said he knew her by her outfit. Um, I would like to say... Because you know how people do when they get caught cheating. Now, you know this woman then tried to report Google Maps for all types of things. Because, you know, instead of just owning your stuff and not blaming the person who, who, caught, who caught you, you got to bring other people in. I want to rescue Google Maps. Google Maps was minding their business, okay? Says, although her face is blurred, as is customary on Google Maps, her hubby recognized her by her attire. Dang. That. Is not see, but let me tell you something. <laughs> I feel something else percolating down in my spirit. What's done in the dark is gonna come to the light, okay? Because you thought that you could move somewhere where God couldn't find you, but God sent Google to bust you wide on open. I I don't I can we rescue Google Maps? Cause Google Maps is out here just minding their business and they stumbled. Let me tell you something. I wrote something because, you know, I actually found half a word when I was doing this this morning. Sometimes minding your business accidentally makes you end up in other people's business. Can I tell you about that? Have you ever been minding your business? This is a word for somebody. You minding your business. Your business start taking you into other folks' business. You weren't even supposed to be there because you was just minding your business. It's like when you called to check on somebody and you was just expecting that short little response and then they hit you with what was actually happening in your life and now you in somebody's business. This is what I'm saying. Um, this is what happened to Google Maps and I think we should rescue them. Rocky says, Google let go and let God rescue Google. Can we rescue Google? Um Anointed heirs is when the Holy Spirit says this union is over and brings everything to life. Can we rescue them? Nessa says, I can't with you, Mrs. Sarah. I love it. Cassandra says, yes, rescue Google Maps. What you do in the dark always comes to the light. Let me tell you, if somebody right now is going to be searching their little boyfriend, husband's hotspots on Google Maps right now, there might be, God may have already, let me tell you something. God may have already exposed something. You just haven't done the due diligence. Don't go snooping. Oh, no, don't go snooping. But how did that? I don't know. Never mind. I'm going to back away from that word because it felt like I was forcing it. And as a preacher, you got to know when you're forcing the word, it didn't come naturally. You got to have you seen them Instagram videos where you saw somebody preaching and you was like, you had to stretch for that word. But that's all right. I see what you was trying to do there. Not going to make no videos out of me today. Uh, Zola says, can we rescue bro too? Technically, technically we should be trying to rescue her, but the way our whatever is set up today, I'm going to just try and rescue Google. I want to rescue Google Maps and bring them back into the fold of minding your business because man, you was out here just doing what God has called you to do in this season. Google Maps says, I've been called to just take pictures of the streets and now, oop, and now I got pictures of the streets. Google Maps said, sis is for the streets. <laughs> Google Maps said, hey, bruh, hey, bruh, your wife is for the streets. Not even lying, because I literally found her on the streets. That's really funny to me. <laughs> because sis is for, because you know how they say it now, she for the streets. 
I don't have to, do I have to break this one down? That is actually, I'm going to die laughing when this podcast is <laughs> Sis is for the streets. <laughs> Your wife is for the Because they found her on Google Maps. <laughs> I'm going to end today's podcast <laughs> I literally have tears in my eyes. That is funny to me. Oh, this podcast is terrible today. (laughs) That's all right. Justice has a legitimate question. Justice wants to know, can we rescue SJR? Sarah needs (laughs) rescuing. I'm going to be tickled by that for a long time today. <laughs> okay. Oh, when I say I have real water coming out of my eyes, it's okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. <laughs> because if I live there, I will just sit here and giggle. Farisa says, have your fun. SJR Sarah is having her fun today um okay um so moving on to the next story I would not be laughing if Shanice wasn't in the corner really getting her laugh on as well and now I have to hold it in and try to be a professional (laughs) okay all right so listen moving on (laughs) because I'm trying to hold it together. Let me tell y'all something. Did y'all know that men can be petty just like women? Because I did not know this. I thought, can I be honest? I thought that we were the only ones who struggle with petty. And then I saw a story over the week that made me feel like maybe we aren't the only ones who are petty. Now, let me tell you something. Petty is not the goal. Perm your petty. If you are new to the Woman Evolve podcast, I want you to go back and I want you to listen to the episode Perm Your Petty, okay? Because perm your petty is when we talk about how our petty needs to be straightened out. What I'm saying is that I thought that the petty gene only existed in us. I am learning on today that the petty gene does not just exist for the women's, okay? Um, so there's a couple. They're going through a divorce. Uh, Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox. Divorce is never fun. When trying to go through a a breakup of any sort, that is when your petty has the most probability of just really reaching maximum levels. Um, So Megan is in a new relationship. She posted a selfie with her and her new boo. And in the, the post, she said, achingly beautiful boy, my heart is yours, Um, you know, which is just about her love for him. Her ex-husband posted a picture of his children with the same caption. Achingly beautiful boy, my heart is yours. That's petty. That's petty. And you know what? You shouldn't be petty. Relationships have you out here in your brokenness being petty, though. Can we rescue Brian Austin Green for being petty? Because sometimes... Petty is non-binary. You're not lying. Um, can we can we rescue him from catching? Have you ever been in a relationship and did something and then like that was petty and I shouldn't have done that? And so I'm going to rescue him because you know what? I have been rescued before. 
Yes. Can we rescue him? Uh, Natasha says, nah, to the rescue. Nope, we can't rescue. Stephanie says, let's rescue him. Come on, Stephanie. I like that. Let's rescue him. Uh, Cecily says, I don't see the petty. You don't see what he did was petty right then? Stephanie says, men can give it but can't take it. We won't even drive down that street. We'd be here for another hour. Margaret says, he wrong for that. When I tell you he's wrong for that, he took the exact caption and put it on his Instagram talking about the cheerings. Demetri says, that's me, LOL. Yes, we can rescue him. Okay, yes. Um, okay, so let's rescue. Uh, McQuinta says, no rescue. Come on, y'all. Um, <laughs> Michael McFadden, I like it. He says his petty needs some work because that was pre-K petty. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm trying to keep my giggles because I'm still touched by that for the street. So I'm trying to keep my giggles down. But I do like the idea of petty having different levels because it was pre-K. But you know what? That's all right. Pre-K, we need to we need to let him go. Okay, Manisha says maybe we can pr- compromise. Can we do a floaty? How about a floaty? I like the idea of a floaty. Hope says, yes, he should be rescued. Raquel says he was wrong for that, but let's rescue him. 90210, yes, you better come on now, throwback. Lanisha says, so I don't know how to love other people, Petty. Yeah, I guess not. That's hard to do. Annette says, I mean, he's in his feelings. Let him make it this time. Let's rescue. We don't have to do the private jet like we did for Hannah. We could rescue him with like floaties. Or like a life raft or just a life jacket. But maybe we can rescue. Why y'all don't, like how y'all not going, what y'all, y'all ain't never been petty and found yourself out here floating in the sea of petty and needed to come back. How y'all not going to rescue him? So Frederica says we can rescue everyone, get one petty action per breakup. Come on. I like these rules. The goal would be to not use your one at all. But Ashley... Ashley says, why was he wrong, though? LOL. I need deliverance because I don't see it. Sis, yeah, sis, I'm going to call you back. Okay. G says, yes, floaty him. Can we floaty? I would like to floaty. Okay. Um, I would like to floaty. I like the idea of petty. We all be out here petty sometimes. Okay, rescue. It's more rescues. Uh, Tammy says, yes, rescue his preschool petty with floaties. Come on now. Okay, we're going to rescue him because you know what? Being petty after a breakup, it happens, okay? And sometimes you find yourself out here being wrong when you need to be right. And that's exactly what Eve is doing, right? Eve was wrong. She needed to be right. He was wrong. He needed to be right. Rescue Adam is in the building. We're going to rescue him and we're going to move right along. But this is what I'm going to suggest. When you are going through a breakup, I say this literally all of the time. You're going through a breakup right now and you have all of the petty ideas. I mean, the 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 flatten the tires, not just one of them, but three of them because the insurance ain't going to cover just one of them. I mean, like you have all of the sugar in the gas tank, petty ideas, calling a job and reporting them petty ideas. I mean, you got all of the petty ideas. Go The fake profile and leaving comments, the reaching out to the new girlfriend. To let, I mean, you got all of the petty ideas on life. I'm not saying I've been there. I'm just saying, you know, when you got petty, just on your mind. 
What you need to do is drop the petty and distract yourself with yourself. That's what I say all the time to people going through a breakup. Stop focusing on the other person. Start working on yourself. What you need to work on. You know what you probably need to do? You need to take up a skill. If you would take up a skill, you wouldn't have time to be petty. You need to say to yourself, what can I do to improve myself, to make myself better? Maybe you're not even going through a breakup. Maybe you're at home. You're bored. You're tired of it. You're tired of COVID. You're tired of having whatever days. And you say, you know what I need to do? I need to channel this energy into something that's going to better me and perfect me. You know what you need to do? You need to go on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design productivity and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. I'm trying to redesign Mackenzie's room and I'm trying to also not be broke, okay? So I'm going to try to redo Kenzie's room by taking the interior design class on Skillshare. They have classes that allow you to do all types of things from drawing, writing, and journaling classes, which for some of you who are like, I want to love journaling, but I'm just not there yet. Skillshare has something for you. If you're uncertain about what's next, a creative challenge or productivity class may offer a helpful, helpful structure for setting small goals and feeling a fulfilling sense of accomplishment. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners, the ones who are getting rid of petty to step into skills, okay? We are offering the Woman Evolve listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Two months, unlimited classes, unlimited access to thousands of classes, okay? All you need to do is go to Skillshare.com slash evolve. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash evolve to start your two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash evolve. <laughs> Justice Clement says that transition was the way. Give me my flowers. Equation says that transition was fire. Can y'all give me my flowers for these transitions? Just... I just thank God. Can I testify for a minute? We're out here being random anyway. When I first started the podcast, we had the podcast for a year or two, two years without any ads. I say we did the podcast two years without any ads. And I liked it because you could just flow from thing to thing. Then we got the ads. And I forget when it was. It's probably like November of last year. We got ads. And I was awkward with them. I didn't know how to interject these ads, but... You know what it was? <laughs> My wig was too tight for the ass. <laughs> My wig was too tight when we first got the ass, but I kept putting that wig on and I kept stretching that wig out. And I kept saying, God, I want this wig to fit. I want these ass to fit. Into I quit. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> For real though, Skillshare. Skillshare is where it's at. Can we move on? <laughs> Somebody said now, Sarah. You are a mess. Come on for the stretch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to the next segment of the podcast. The next segment of the podcast is one of my favorites, okay? It is when we get to just, Kiara says, Sarah, we're not doing this today. It's time for you to have a set, okay? Um, 
when it is probably me being at home when I'm in my office I feel a little bit more professional but whatever here we are in my house in my big comfy chair and I feel comfortable okay so here's the thing Hail Mary Hail Mary is when we take a minute and we say you know what big ups to you things that you did that okay and so I have a list of people who I'm really proud of that I just want to share their stories with you and hopefully they inspire you to own your truth and to just walk in the fullness of where you are in any given season okay the first person I want to give a big ups to is Cameron Diaz I read this story and I was like you know what this is awesome uh for those of you most people know who Cameron Diaz is I mean she's an actress she's was in a lot of films I would say from like maybe like the 90s I'd say like the 90s early 2000s and then she kind of like slowly kind of faded away no one kind of knew what happened to her well she did an article with Gwyneth Paltrow and in it she's discussing why she quit acting and she says I just decided that I wanted different things out of my life I had gone so hard for so long working making films and it's such a grind I didn't really make any space for my personal life now now she's married and I think she has a child as well and I thought this was really dope she says that uh, when she quit her successful movie career that she finally got peace that uh, I got a peace in my fault in my soul I finally was taking care of myself which I love because you know obviously she was really famous very popular and that is like the pinnacle of success that so many people think that they are striving for like I want to be successful at what I do I want to be acknowledged for what I do in my particular industry and craft she had all of those things but she still didn't have peace and so she had to be willing to sacrifice what she had to sacrifice praise for peace Ooh. Don't let whatever day fool you into thinking that this don't have a word. Sometimes you have to sacrifice praise for peace. What if the thing that people are praising you for is not the thing that actually gives you peace? And are you willing to lay down your life and to lay down the praise and the validation and the idea of maybe accomplishment that you receive from what you do and exchange it for peace? That feels like a word. Jay Nicole says a word for someone. Lenisha says, dang, somebody's trying to kill the vibe. <laughs> Who's trying to kill the vibe? What? Did the word kill the vibe? Tell me more. Margaret says she left the stage while everyone was still clapping. That's something. Um, so Brittany says a whole word. Yes, as Shelby says, oh, wow, I never realized that she quit. No shade. I love that she put herself and her needs before a career. Come on, SJR. Got to sacrifice. Praise for peace. Janelle says, lesson learned. Yes, I love that. So I think at the end of the day, I see a lot of people who are saying, like, don't forget to take care of yourself. So, yeah, that's definitely... Oh, some, yeah, somebody is in here trying to comment about, we don't care. Remove you. How we do this? Somebody talking about the politics. We not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hide you. Hide you. Hide you. I hid you. Because you're not going to do it today. Yes. Okay. So that's the word. I love that. I wanted to share that with you guys because I felt like it was worthy of us just recognizing that just because something brings you admiration and adulation doesn't mean that it's going to bring you peace in the long run so that's what's up 
Praise for peace. Somebody said that's the T-shirt. Can somebody help me get the T-shirt together? Okay. Zoe Saldana, Saldana, Colombiana, as we call her in my house, because when she was climbing through that building, y'all, did y'all see Colombiana? If you all haven't seen Colombiana, it's it's a pretty good movie. Colombiana is in the line of like, remember when Angelina Jolie had us thinking that she could actually whoop somebody? Like if you ran up on her in real life, you could get whooped. Same thing with Zoe Saldana. But I made her a Hail Mary this week because she recently was speaking about her taking on the Nina Simone role, which I don't know if you guys remember. There was a little controversy when she took on the Nina Simone role because Nina Simone is a darker skinned woman. She is Afro Latina. And there was a lot of controversy about like that role should have been played by someone who's actually darker skinned. And then just the colorism that exists within Hollywood in general. And so she recently did, I think it was a podcast, and she says, I should have never played Nina Saldana, who was born in Passaic, told the co-creator of this, oh, it was a live-streamed Instagram conversation. She said, I should have done everything in my power with the leverage that I had 10 years ago, which was a different leverage, but it was leverage nonetheless. I should have tried everything in my power to cast a black woman to play an exceptionally perfect black woman. I Let me tell y'all why I love this, because... She can't change the fact that she played Nina Simone, but she can acknowledge that she should have done things differently. And I feel like a lot of times when we can't change something, we just leave it alone. And it's like, well, I can't change it. So I'm not going to acknowledge that I should have done it differently. But I feel like it takes a really mature person to look back on something that they should have done differently and to publicly, not just internally, but to publicly acknowledge that things should have been done differently. I like that. Jay Nicole says, that takes a lot of strength to do that. I applaud her. I totally agree. Jaleesa says, I love Zoe's transparency and her regret. Me too. Uh, Tia says, I love that cardigan as Char looking real comfy, comfy over here. This is American Apparel, and I think they bankrupt now. And it is comfy, and I will do everything I can to keep it together. People be asking to borrow it, and I'm like, not today. Uh, so, yes, Shamika says, that's good for her. Uh, Jacob says, that's so true, SJR. Yeah, so that's it. Jessica says, if you can't change it, you should still acknowledgement. Acknowledge it. Acknowledgement is so important. Like, I think of relationships that have gone sour, even parental relationships where you look back and like as a parent, like I'll tell you um, a story about me and Malachi. My Dad had woman that were loose on the weekend that was on Malachi's birthday. And I thought that we could celebrate it on one day and then I could go on his actual birthday to Woman Thou Art Loose. And I was in the middle of like Woman Thou Art Loose, like literally that morning getting ready. That was his birthday. I was in Atlanta. He was in Dallas. And I was like, I just couldn't get peace in my spirit about it. I was like, I should be home with my son on his birthday. And so I flew back home to be with him for his birthday. And I knew that that was like a wound for him. And he didn't really say anything about it until like much later. He told me that it hurt his feelings that, you know, that I'd even considered it. And I had to acknowledge like, you're right. You know what I mean? Like I knew in my mind in the moment that it wasn't right, which is why I flew home. But I didn't really acknowledge it the way I should have acknowledged it with him. But it was never too late to acknowledge that I should have done it differently. So maybe that's helpful for somebody. I think a lot of times we feel accused and maybe like guilty because 
we know we should have done it better. And then when that person says we should have done it better, it like validates our insecurity about how we should have done it. But there is nothing wrong with taking the moment to be like, you know what? You're right. I should have done it. It doesn't make you less than a person. It doesn't make you less valuable. And acknowledging someone's pain is powerful in allowing them to heal. Now, everyone who's hurt you won't be able to come back and say, I'm sorry that I hurt you. But in every opportunity that we do have to acknowledge the pain that we may have caused someone, I think it's important that we take ownership and responsibility in doing that. You know, I feel have found like even in social media, when someone says like, maybe I offended them with a perspective or like that girl get up video that people like, a lot of times people are like, it's not so easy to just get up. And I think in the video, I talk about like counseling and therapy, but just the fact that there's this one minute clip that went viral made someone feel like I was diminishing their pain. So instead of like being like, well, this was just a one minute clip and you should watch the whole video to acknowledge that, you know, I'm sorry that that came across that way to you. You're absolutely right. And I'll be praying and be more mindful of that going forward. Like when you neutralize the situation by acknowledging the validity in another person's point, an acknowledgement is not necessarily agreement. I can acknowledge how you came to the conclusion that you came to without agreeing about that conclusion. Acknowledgement and agreement don't have to be the same thing, but acknowledgement is powerful in leading to reconciliation. Because when I feel like you understand where I'm coming from and you acknowledge that my feelings are valid, then I can be more open to how we can grow and move forward from here, even if that means that I need to compromise on my position. So that's random. Random, but I'm selling it to you anyway. Uh, let's see. Felt it takes nothing to listen and apologize. Lakeisha says, yes, sis. Natasha says, that's good. Take ownership and responsibility. It's it's hard, but it is definitely worth it. And then the last hell, Joseph, that I'm going to throw out here for the delegation, like, um, I'm going to try and I'm going to give this story, okay? And then whatever, okay? Um... I'm giving big ups to Romeo Miller today because Romeo Miller says he has not seen the WAP video. And the reason why he has not seen the WAP video is because he says it's too much for me right now. I have not seen the WAP video. I have only seen snippets of it on the Instagram. I have a feeling that it is going to talk to Eve. And as you can see, I struggle with Eve already. Um, so I just thought it was really dope that as a man, though, because in the statement that he says, I may be the only person who has not seen it. I'm not trying to get excited. We are on lockdown right now. So it's too much for me. I seen a little tease. I didn't hit that play button yet because I don't know what's going to happen. He says, I'm trying to keep it real professional right Right now and focused. So I love this because a lot of times I think that we are, at least I will say that I have been guilty of thinking like, oh, you know, like this is what men want to see and men are going to be so excited and they're going to be expecting this out of every woman and this is what's going to bring them joy and they don't have no discipline or whatever. But I think that as like, and then like I have my incredible husband who has none of those stereotypes that I had in my mind before meeting him. And then I start to feel like, is there hope for my sister? out here who need to feel like men have self-control. And I felt like this was an incredible demonstration of a man who's, you know, successful, having self-control and knowing what his limitations are. And I feel like that needs to bless somebody because obviously he could watch it 
and whatever and feel some kind of way about it. But he's at a place where he has self-control. He's not watching it. He didn't say I'm not watching it because my girl don't want me to watch it or I'm not watching it because my wife don't want me to watch it. But otherwise I would be watching it. But he knows within himself that he doesn't have the control right now to watch the video and not feel some kind of way. This is the level of, fellas, if you're listening, can you talk to your friends? Because this is the level of self-control that we would like for you all to have. We don't want you to, to become faithful because you're in a relationship with us or to become, or to have self-control because you're in a relationship with us. Like we want self-control to be how you navigate your life, where you understand your own limitations. Like we always, and I see it, I see the clips all the time where, you know, we've got people talking about how women need to be in relationships and how women need to do this and women need to do that. We are tired of hearing what we need to do. I'm speaking on behalf of the delegation. Uh, I love this idea of a man coming into a a place where he recognizes his need to have self-control. And so I just want to shout y'all out for that. And hail Joseph to Romeo. That's hope for somebody who's wondering, are they ever going to get it? And I just want you all to understand that it is possible. Um, Leona says, you're coming from the word, the book of Proverbs. Yes. Well, yes. Deanna Doran, just so y'all know, WAP, <laughs> she says WAP doesn't mean worship, anointing, praise. It does, but I've heard that they're, we're trying to change it because some of the, the uh, WAP is a lot. Okay. Um, uh, Tiffany Smith says, my YouTube is suggesting you and WAP. I don't know what that's about. That's about you, sis. <laughs> And I I just want y'all to know that I do see when y'all tag me in them shirts that says I'm a little bit Cardi B and Sarah Jakes Roberts. And I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Besides the half, the first half of this podcast probably proves how you could be at that intersection. But that's it. Okay. Justice says, Sarah, you going to bring PT back on the podcast again? I sure am. I sure am. I'm just trying to make sure that I don't put too much on my husband at a time where we're already stretched kind of thin. Um, Okay, so that's it. I had two other stories. I'm going to just blurt them out real quick, like honorable mention to John David Washington, because he talked about how he used to lie about his father's identity so that he could get roles on his own merit. That struck a chord with your girl for obvious reasons. Because, you know, when you have a last name of someone who's already made waves in a certain industry and you're following in that industry, whether it's intentional or you just find yourself in it the way that I did, it can be difficult to feel like, have I earned? the right to be here on my own merit or have I just been brought into it because of who my dad is and so I totally understood where he was coming from I think at this point he's really established who he is and I've learned to balance like the blessing and the responsibility of having the last name that I do. And so I don't know, big ups to that. And then I also wanted to give big ups to Portia Williams. When Real Housewives of Atlanta first came out, I don't know if it was the edit or whatever, but they tried to make the Underground Railroad thing, make it seem like she really thought that there was a railroad underground. And now Sis is like an activist. I think it was her, was it her grandfather who was an activist? But she says that after witnessing George Floyd's murder, that it inspired her to ramp up her activism. And I thought that that was super dope. So, all right, those are honorable mentions. And I am going to move on the two questions, the advice section, okay? The advice section is when we just say, you know what, sis, let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do to help you all understand what's happening in the world, okay? It was her grandfather. Yes, her grandfather was the one who was an activist. Okay. 
All right, so question number one. This came, if you guys are wondering, like, listen, the delegation, I need to know what the delegation is thinking about what's happening in my world. I want to encourage you all to just slide in my DMs or send us an email to info at womanevolve.com. That way I can try and get the delegation to chime in and be just mature enough, long enough to see what we can do to help our sisters out. Okay, so I'm gonna read this story to you all, or it's it's a story, but this question rather to you all that came in through my DMs. It says, currently listening to the Woman Evolve podcast from last week and wanted to write you for some advice. I just got out of a five-year-long situationship where I was playing Eve, knowing better but not doing better. And it's been kind of hard for me to shake. I feel guilty. I feel lost after it. It's frustrating because I'm the type of person who has all the answers, has to have it all together at all times, but right now I just feel lost. I feel like he got away without really feeling any pain like I have. And I'm the one who has to pick myself back up while he gets to move on like nothing happened. Sidebar, testify. I know a lot of people who've been there. Back into the question. Sometimes I don't know if I miss him or if I'm just angry that he gets to leave me and I have to deal with the broken pieces. I feel as though it happens in all my relationships, whether they are romantic or just friendships. People always just walk out of my life and feel okay about it while I'm left hurting. It makes me feel pathetic and like I'm playing the victim role. I have yet to find real friends outside of my family and it makes me feel so uninteresting and so unworthy like I have nothing to offer anyone. I moved to Texas from Maryland at 21 on my own to pursue a career as a flight attendant. I did so looking for fulfillment and to alter my life and the events that kept reoccurring. But sometimes I feel as if I'm stuck in this hamster wheel of self-pity and loneliness. My best friend back at home has gone on to find her own set of friends while I really don't have anyone I can just hang with or invite to my apartment for girls night and it's lonely it makes me feel so pathetic you've used that word a lot I'm concerned she says I feel like I'm always the outsider when I know I have so much to offer the world I just want to know how to break this I watched my mom do exactly what I'm doing now all her life and I don't want to live my life like this I want to be more and produce more I try to change in my life and I end up being good for a few days but something comes along and pushes me right back to those feelings I have and I feel defeated I want to create a habit where I'm actively actively creating better for me every day and not just when it feels good for me or when it's easy. Could you please give me some advice? I look up to you so much. I'm only 24 and I know God has so much in store for me than what I'm allowing myself to experience. What do I need to do? I'm tired of blaming everyone around me. Okay, sis. First of all, Sherelle Stanley says, sis, join our group chat. They have a group chat, uh, a Womni Evolve group chat where the sister and have just come together and they're supporting one another in their process and creating friendship and kinship. Sherelle says, this is so heartbreaking. I can relate in certain ways. Okay, so here's my thoughts on your question. Um, And I think there's a lot of layers based off of what you said. There are a few things here that make me feel like there's probably some underlying things. I think, man, the biggest thing that I heard you say is this like fear of becoming like your mother. And I think some therapy and some tools will help you to really understand what the perspective you is, what the perspective is that you have on the, your mother, your main um, model of womanhood and how that has translated into what you perceive as your own limitations or barriers. I think that there's some therapy that could be really helpful and beneficial there. 
I think when it comes to the relationship, I think we all have this idea, right? When we've gone through a breakup that the person is going on and they're living this life and they don't seem like they're in pain while we're here suffering. And I just want you to know that like to have pain after ending a relationship that is important to you is normal. If you were in an unhealthy relationship, then there means that that person in you had some unhealthy tendencies. When that person walks away and it looks like they're healthy, but you know that they're unhealthy healthy. It doesn't mean that they've actually moved and grown on very quickly. It just means that they haven't yet come to a place where they're dealing with what's unhealthy in them. You could do the very same thing. You could be feeling toxic on the outside, but you could be putting on a picture on the outside that makes it seem like you're fine and you've moved on and you're okay. I think what you're actually doing is healthy and that is taking a minute to really assess your damage. You mentioned that you feel lonely. I think when we suffer through loneliness that we find ourselves in situationships because we're so desperate for that companionship. There are opportunities, like mentioned, like where you can connect with like the Woman Evolve chapters. You can get in the Woman Evolve groups. You can, you know, create opportunities that even like, I know like Skillshare was my ad, but they literally have users where you can like connect with one another and you can connect with other creatives. And so sometimes we're lonely, but we don't make any effort to try and connect with other people either. And so if you really feel like if I had connection with other people, the opportunity to get to know other people, I really feel like I would be doing better. That's something worthy of exploring, but I also want to caution you to not make yourself um, need other people in order to have a distraction from yourself. I'm really intrigued by this idea of I don't want to become like my mother. What does that mean to you? What does that translate to you about your worth and your value if you were to become like your mother and is that healthy? And in the pursuit of not becoming like your mother, what is there an unhealthy thing that your mom had that you want to work towards not having? That doesn't necessarily mean that I need to maintain friendship so that I don't have to be like my mother. Maybe it means like I I need to discover a sense of wholeness that allows me to be comfortable with myself so that I don't repeat these same generational patterns within my family. But once again, I think that takes a certain level of dissection. You're 24. You're old enough to to start thinking about how you want to settle into life, but still young enough to make some shifts and changes. And so I think the most important thing that you should know is that just because you're 24, this doesn't mean that this is how your life is going to play out forever. What you do in this moment, the work that you employ, the decisions that you make about dissecting and examining your patterns, it's really going to play an important role in determining what is next for you. And so I wouldn't say stay the same and just get used to feeling this way you're 24 and it will pass because just because you're young doesn't mean that it's going to pass with age. It's going to pass because of the work that you take on. And so um, I don't, uh, Sherelle, maybe you can pin if people are interested how to get into the group me situation so that she can get connected to other people. But I really do think that it's worthy of you taking some time. The link is in the comments. Great. So if you find this podcast, this is Woman Evolve Podcast Season 7, Episode 4. If you uh, go into the podcast comments on Facebook, you can definitely get connected with people. But I want to see what the delegation is saying. Uh, Rochelle says, I understand when she says she doesn't want to be like her mom because my mom was afraid to take risks and didn't have the ability to believe. So it sounds like that not wanting to be your mom thing uh, has to do with like my mom maybe not 
having confidence. And because my mom didn't have confidence, what I want to work on. I think it's one thing to say, I don't want to be like my mom. If that is your focus point, you're going to end up becoming like your mom. It's like, I don't want to run into the side of the street, right? So I'm going to keep my eyes focused on the side of the street. Well, eventually you're going to end up in rear ending your car into the side of the street because that's what you were focused on. I think to change that goal and to really understand like, what does that mean to me? I don't want to do X, Y, and Z, or rather I want to have confidence. I want to have joy. I want to put myself out there. It creates two different narratives. I don't want to be like my mom begins to close your world in, but I want to put myself in a position where I meet other people means that I am actively seeking opportunities where I can connect with other people, or I want to build my confidence makes me start exploring what makes me feel confident. What do I need to do internally and externally to manifest that confidence? And so I'm really careful about narratives because I think narratives make a really big, play a big role in determining how you move forward. So let's see what the delegation is saying though. Shabri says, what do you think, what you think about, you bring about for sure. That's a simple way of saying what I just said. I should have just read that comment from the very beginning. Lanisha says, mindset forward, no matter what. Anointed Air says, I pray I break the generational curse. Larkisha says, it makes you feel lonely in all types of emotions, especially if you're a child of God and went through something like that. It makes you feel more or less, but it's not true. It's just pain unspoken. I like that. I I wish I could have caught the whole thing because that seems powerful. So let's see. Jaleesa says, I never want to become like my mom. I do want to talk to you. I do want to talk to you, sis. I can relate so much to what you said. If you see me in the comments, sis, inbox me. Okay, so there's a, a girl here named Jaleesa. I want you guys, listen, let me tell you something. Y'all have got, like, I know I be gassing y'all up and y'all be thinking I'm playing. But there is something powerful about connecting with other women who are on a mission to head in the same direction that you're headed in, right? So I think it's super, super important that whenever possible, you take the time to make sure that you can connect, um, actively connect. One thing I do want to say as you guys are connecting, like connection is about motivating one another. There's a level of reciprocity there. Connection is not a substitute for therapy, right? So if you have connection, take advantage of that connection pour into one another, make sure there's reciprocity there, but also be honest with one another when you feel like that connection is shifting into something where you feel like I need that person needs more support than you're able to offer and be honest about that. I've had to be honest about that because I, you know, enjoy being the go-to person, right? Where I feel like if you come to me, I got you. But I also have to be honest when I've like reached my limit and I'm like, I don't have the wisdom to, to take you any further. I can pray for you, but I really think it would be helpful if you got some support and counseling because that is super important. And I never want you guys to be in a situation where you're, um, you know, becoming something to someone that you're never meant to be. So, okay, so let's see. The next question for the podcast goes a little something like this. Good evening, Mrs. Roberts. I'm sending this message from San Diego, California. So I apologize if this message finds you super late. I'm writing to ask, well, might be a crazy question seeing that one might assume you start from the beginning. My question is, where do I begin to read the Bible? I've always had a toe or two in church my whole life. I began to take my spiritual journey serious my senior year when reality hit that I was graduating and couldn't use going to school to face myself. To 
discover who I was as an individual. Fast forward to today, after enduring so much after loss, love, kids, marriage, I'm still missing that vital piece. God, I know who he is. I acknowledge him as my Lord and Savior. I'm just intimidated by the Bible, afraid I won't understand it or that I'll fail. My biggest fear, because my life depends on it. At least that's the chain I've placed on my mindset. Sorry to keep blabbing. I need him like never before and don't want to waste another second. I follow you. I look up to you. Please advise where to begin. Thank you so much. This is a question that I get all of the time. And so when I responded to her, I told her I'm going to answer your question on the podcast because I think it will help a lot of people. So I think one of the best ways to start like really getting into your word is to have a devotional, you know, shameless plug or a shameful plug, however you want to say it. Colliding with Destiny is one of my favorite books. I, I It's a book that I wrote. It's a devotional about the book of Ruth, but there's journal questions. And so you get to open your Bible, read a little excerpt about Ruth, and then you can like answer questions and kind of dig into it for yourself. I think for me, one of the most important things, like I've tried, I do, I do a few things. Like sometimes I just open the Bible and I see like what it opens up to when I start reading. I think what's really helpful is like understanding the context for the Bible, understanding what you're looking for in a particular moment. So this is what I will say. The Bible is one big story that is separated into several different stories, but it is all telling the story of God's desire to connect with humanity. So we start off in Genesis in the garden, right? And we start off with Adam and Eve and his original intention for humanity. And we see how humanity ends up falling short from that original intention. From there, we embark upon a journey of God and humanity trying to reconnect with one another. So whenever you see the story, to see it in that major, overarching landscape helps you to understand how to connect the dots, right? And so when we get to the New Testament, so everything from, you know, the children of Israel through the prophets and David and the building of the tabernacles and the prophets, that Old Testament is all about God creating ways for him to connect with humanity. I hope this is helping somebody. Um, so that plays out in the Old Testament. By the time we come to the New Testament, this is God's final plan for humanity being manifested through Jesus, his final bridge of us being able to connect to him. And so when we see Jesus, we see the ultimate plan, the ultimate redemption. This is going to be how humanity is able to get back connected with God through the life of Jesus. And so we follow Jesus as he becomes a bridge. When you're looking at Jesus' life, you should see Jesus' life as him becoming the bridge that is going to connect God and humanity. When he's on the cross, he's becoming a bridge. There's a word in that. And I haven't preached in a while, but I feel like there's something on that about God becoming the bridge and suffering that's going to... Anyway, listen, after Jesus' death, then we see how the church is erected to become the place where we then go into the world and become like Jesus so that we can become bridges for other people. So anytime I look at the Bible, I don't just look at that one particular moment that I'm studying. I'm looking at how this fits in the overall landscape of the story about God and his commitment and devotion to humanity. So if you're trying to read the Bible, maybe understanding that overarching landscape will help you in processing what you're reading. But also a devotional is a really good and easy place to start where you're like, listen, sis, I don't know if I'm ready to like play a puzzle piece and putting these pieces together. 
get a devotional. If you're not ready for a devotional, take one of your favorite sermons, like one of your favorite sermons that you love, love, love that blessed you. Take how that person broke that sermon down. Read that scripture for yourself. Read the whole chapter. See what happens after that moment. See what happens before that moment and start to like ask questions of it. So like when I read the Bible, the one question that I'm constantly asking myself is what does this communicate to me about God? So if I see, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden and, you know, they took fig leaves to cover themselves, but God says, you know, instead of the fig leaves, he kills an animal and covers them in the skin of the animal. To me, I'm asking myself, okay, this is what happened, but what does that mean about God? For me, and I did this before the virtual experience in our Facebook group, for me, that covering means that God understood that how they were covering themselves would not withstand the elements. And so with their future in mind, he created a covering that would help them withstand the elements. So to me, it just speaks to God knowing what's ahead of us in a way that we don't fully understand that even when we try to clean up our own messes, that when we really allow God to use whatever he has around, even if it means the death of something in order to cover us, that that speaks to the characteristic of God. All right. I have been talking, talking, talking. Okay. All right. Somebody says, I love the Bible project, the Bible project on YouTube, and they break down books of the Bible with visuals. Come on, somebody. Uh, Rhonda says, are you willing to share how you study? What does your study time look like? Man, there's like my personal study time and then there's like studying for a message. For me, my personal study time is just like prayer and meditation, opening my Bible and really digging in that way. When I study for a message, it's a little bit different and maybe I could, I'll maybe do a separate thing on that. Okay, how about that? I have been talking, talking, talking on this podcast. I have a snack for you. Okay. The snack is when you know this podcast is coming to an end and that I have been talking entirely too much. And so it is time for us to go. Okay. So, um, snack is not a full meal. A full meal is when I take a text and let you all know exactly what God is telling me in the scripture in which he's given it to me. This is not exactly that. This is me just sharing with you what God is teaching me as I just go through life and like assess where I am, assess what's happening in the world around me, the world in my home, but even the world at large. And so I'm going to, you know, I like to tell a little story to drive my point home. So here's the thing. My phone has been overheating. Like I was in the bed with my husband one morning and I was holding my phone and I felt like like my phone is really, really hot and it wasn't plugged up to anything, but it was overheating. And then it just eventually, I don't know if you've ever like left your phone outside and it ends up saying like iPhone temperature is hot. Don't touch it. Let it cool down. And so my husband Googled and he was like, okay, so I took it out of the case. I, you know, shut all of my applications down. I turned the phone off and I let it cool down. The moment I went to charge it again, it started overheating. And so I was like, in order for me to charge my podcast, I've charged my podcast. Wow. In order for me to charge my phone, I'm going to turn my phone completely off. That way it's not running and charging at the same time. And that really spoke to me as I've been in this whatever season that I have been sharing with you all throughout this podcast, that sometimes we are running and charging at the same time. And sometimes that works perfectly fine. We can run and charge our phone. I can be on my phone while it's charging. I never have any issues out of it. But for some reason, there was something happening in this instance in which I could not use my phone and allow it to charge at the same time. 
And I really felt like that's the season that I'm in, that I've like come to this place. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know if it's just until I get a vacation and kind of refuel and recharge where I feel like I can't run and charge at the same time, that I have to be intentional about when I'm down being really, really down. So when whatever fuels you, whatever charges you, like for me, it is cooking. So when I go into the kitchen, I don't want to just slap something together because I'm running through life. Like I want to have fun and I want to create something that feels fun and fresh and new. And so that is charging for me. I don't want to answer emails and work questions the way I have been doing while cooking, right? And so I don't know what space you're in in your life, but if you're like me, you're kind of frustrated because you're not able to do what you've always been able to do. And I hear God saying, you can do what you've always been able to do. You just may not be able to do it at the same time. And to be okay with allowing your charging seasons to be your charging seasons and your running seasons to be your running season and not insisting that they both live at the same time. Because I've been feeling like this iPhone. Like I feel like on Sunday, I kind of like tried to take it down a little bit. um, And then I started working on a few things. And then those projects turned into like major projects. And then I started feeling stressed because I was trying to take it down. Like I had one toe in, take it down and another toe in, but I can get this done real quick. And I started feeling stressed and tired. And I like backed away from everything. And I was like, you promised yourself that you would take this time down. So really be intentional about taking this time down. That's all I want to say to you guys. Like, listen, most of us are straddling the fence between like whatever and whatever, okay? Most of us are trying to figure out like how we're going to just like find our rhythm, right? Like, I feel like that's the one thing that I've been searching for since everything happened is like, I love structure. I love systems. I love for things to just flow the way they're supposed to flow. And I have not been able to find my rhythm. And so instead of me searching to find this predictability that I can count on in my life, I've had to take things from moment to moment and to not think that I can multitask when in actuality, I need to single focus on what I need in every single moment. So Hopefully that's helpful to someone. Uh, I'm going to be doing an after because as I was digging into this, I really started getting like some revelation and I started digging into the scriptures because, you know, everyone loves that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what I kept hearing when I was also talking about like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I kept hearing in my mind, like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so there was like this contradiction in my mind that I was trying to figure out and I was studying, but I don't want to take up too much time on this podcast because I've already taken up a lot of time on this podcast. So I'm going to record something for Woman Evolve TV. We'll have it up on Thursday, but I want to talk about can't and can living in the same space and what that means when we have a scripture that says that I can do all things, but we have a spirit that feels like I can't. So I found some things that I want to help you guys with. And there's even a journal prompt that I want to throw in there. So if you guys have Woman Evolve TV, you guys can expect that on Thursday. Listen, this is it. This is what I got for you all on today. Trav says, OMG, running and charging. I can't run and charge at the same time right now. You put it into words what I've been feeling. No multitasking season. Jeanette says, my life right now ready to recharge so my running is more effective. Thanks. Shauna says, yes, girl, me too. It's difficult to find my rhythm in 2020. Teach me, Jesus. Let's see. Tiffany says, me too. I'm struggling with finding my rhythm. Finding a rhythm is hard, but I don't think we're supposed to find a rhythm because if we're honest, what we really want is our old rhythm, right? Like I'm not really trying to find a new rhythm. I 
I just want my old rhythm back. And I'm just trying to figure out how I can bring my old rhythm into this new season. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Somebody needs to hear this. It's not going to happen. We're not going to get there. And so what we need to do instead is to see what rhythm is available in this moment. And we have to do that from the place of peace. As much peace as we can get considering how much is out of our control. So what does peace look like for me? What does productivity look like for me? What does rest look like for me? Everything is on the table and everything needs definition. So stop trying to apply what used to work in this season and figure out what works for for you now. Okay. All right. So I love you guys. I'm going to pray. I'm going to see you guys on Woman Evolve TV on Thursday. Okay. Um, God, when we say whatever, you say however. Okay. That is what I know about you. That the moment when we feel like whatever, 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 that you always send us a however. It is my prayer that this podcast is something like a however. That in the middle of us feeling exhausted, maybe tapped out, maybe out of creativity, that you send this, however I see you, however I love you, however I've gone ahead of you, however, keep your head up. Father, may you send howevers to all of my friends listening to this podcast, all my sisters, all the fellas who sneak in here. God, send them a however in the midst of their whatever. Because we know that when you say however, that we can trust ourselves to move forward and to grow upwards with strength and perseverance. And so, Father, I just speak a blessing over every person listening, Father. May your presence meet them where they need it the most. May it fill them up. May it remind them who they are, but most importantly, who you are. Touch us, God, as only you can do. Fill our cup. Bring us back to a place of peace, joy, and centering. And for every person listening who identifies with my sis who feels lonely and use that word pathetic over and over again because their relationships aren't painting out the way that she has in mind, Father, I pray that you remind them of the importance of their relationship with you and that when they're able to see themselves the way that you see them and they're able to connect with your thoughts about them, that you will bring the right types of people in their life. I feel this prophetically for somebody, even as I'm closing out the podcast, that right now you're hungry for people who will feed you, but won't add nutrition to you, that you're hungry for relationships and company, but God wants to give you sustenance. And so Father, I'm praying that you would allow us to lose the appetite for things that just fill up our calendar and fill up our time, but rather instead, Father, that you would bring quality relationships that edify us, build us, water those seeds that you've placed inside of us and give us the power to stand in the rain and bloom so that we can become everything that you have in mind. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Love y'all.